0: This game of the week in the Big 12 Colorado Buffaloes at TCU Hornfrog's Frogs edition of the Big 12 experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon score, suits perks contests and contests, including our NFL win totals contest at a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And hey, it's football season, so we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Underdog Fantasy is offering a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And last but not least, we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. Welcome everybody back to the big 12 college experience part of the sports coming podcast network. It is game week and we are debuting a new show on the big 12 college experience game of the week. And we are actually, this is a unique episode because it's a big 12 team bringing in a new big 12 team. The Colorado Buffaloes are coming home back to the big 12 and the team that went to the national championship, in case people forgot, not that sorry ass school in Austin. But if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, aka the former former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin, and joined each and every episode on the Big 12 College Experience. First up, he was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family names Iowa, and he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He's got it all. He's a walking contradiction, rambling rush, rush. You excited for this new episode, man?
1: Dude, it's great. It's you know the team previews are fun. um, Yes. But I'll I'll tell you what now now we get the games we get a little bit of the future, uh, Big Twelve opponents in here get a little taste of next year. Hey, this is the most fun league in in college football, and now we really really get to cover it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the guests on today too.
0: Indeed. And you wondering who that third voice on the Big 12 college experience, you know him, he's got he's got a little bit of everything in this damn league. He's got family. He's shit. It's a family civil war, whether it's in Stillwater, Norman, Waco, Fort Worth, got a uh, seed spread along, whether it's in Orlando at the bounce house in the Natty, soon to be Morgantown. He's the big 12 guru. Troy tuning. How about we talk a little buffaloes and horn frogs, my man?
2: I uh, I actually thought you were going to insult the team in Ann Arbor. I really did think you were going to say something about them beating Michigan, not just throwing Texas under the bus for the 700th time, but I should have expected it. <laughs> I, I'm ready to talk. Oh, I was going to say I'm ready to talk a game that um, one way or the other, we're going to be able to spin this and say that the Big 12 really, really fucking won this week, week one matchup. <laughs> so it's going to be a good one.
0: Well, and we are going to talk Colorado Buffaloes because they got the same amount of national championships uh, as those Texas Longhorns that we're talking about since the year 1991, in case you people forgot. But before we add, uh, bring on our special guests uh, leading off with the Colorado Buffaloes, I got to talk about DraftKings because college football fans, are you ready for week one? Because DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up on a can't miss offer starting all season long, this week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Hell, man, it's it, anything can happen in college football. We saw it with TCU last year going from unranked to the national championship in dynasty mode. Changes come fast. The only thing that's a lock is great offers on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, we'll, we'll get to what ones we like later in the episode, but we'll talk about one Thursday night. We'll take, give me the Utah Utes, laying the six and a half, even if Cam Rising doesn't play, I'll take the huge, soon-to-be Big 12 newcomer to get their revenge on Florida, but we'll discuss that uh, later in the episode. Life's more fun when you, when you get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and now use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. The crown is yours. And, of course... If you've got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-CDraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details of state specifics for responsible ga- uh, gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days with insurance. Eligibility and de- uh, deposit restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings uh, slash Sportsbook slash football terms. And we're back on the Big 12 college experience. My Tyree Kill uh, toe tap on the sideline wasn't as good there. But, hey, enough beating around the bush. Let's bring in our... By the way, this is the first guest on the Big 12 College Experience debut in the game of the week. And we are bringing on everybody watching on youtubecom slash the college experience. uh, Kevin Borba from Locked on Buffs. First off, Kevin, welcome to the Big 12 uh, experience. You are the inaugural guest. So take that honor. And most importantly, welcome to the Big 12. How are you doing, my man?
3: I'm doing good. Um, I'm not from as many places as you guys are. Um, I'm from California. My family's from California, and that's about it. Um, But I'm happy to talk some ball because college football is finally upon us, and it feels like we've been talking about not football-related things for like a year. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. We're excited.
1: We're excited you're joining the Big 12. We'll definitely get to this season here in a second. But before we do, kind of already looking ahead to 2024 – what are you looking forward to the most joining back up in the Big 12? What, what, is, what is Colorado's going to be placing this new, I guess, Big 12, Big 16? Who knows? It might be 18 or 20 by the time we get there.
3: I know. I, I'm most excited to see who kind of cements themselves as the face of the conference. Um, I think even despite the, the bad blood between Oklahoma, Texas, and the rest of the conference, I think we can all admit that they were kind of the, the faces. They were kind of the brands that everybody thought of. And so I think when you look at the Big 12 now, Um, I would say it's up for grabs. And so whether it's Utah, Baylor, uh, UCF, TCU, whoever it may be, I think there's an opportunity for someone, maybe even Colorado, if everything goes right to kind of, uh, take over as the face of the program or the face of the conference. And so I think that's what I'm most excited about because there's a lot of good teams, a lot of good programs. And so, um, it's going to be super competitive. So that's what I'm most excited about.
2: So Kev, I just wanted to ask from a a real outsider standpoint, I don't have too many, uh, Colorado friends that I have any kind of a pulse or anything, um, (laughs) But what would you consider? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of hype for Dion. What's the number that the fans are considering would be a success for year one from Dion?
3: (laughs) Oh, that's a tricky question there. Um, Do you want like the fans or like the like what there's okay. I'll give you I don't want to
2: know the realistic one. I want to know what the fans are thinking.
3: (laughs) Okay, so my expectations or like ceiling has been six wins. That's been my personal ceiling. Um, I think. While they do play all of the good teams in the Pac-12, they do get Stanford, Arizona, and a couple of the other, other winnable games. Um, the fans are all over the place. Um, obviously, if you guys go check out like my podcast, I did, a, I did an episode today where I talked about all the gambling that's been going on for Colorado. Um, they have some of the most bets placed for national championship wins and Pac-12 title wins. And so I would say the fans are expecting a lot. <laughs> um uh, when I went to the spring game, cause I had just started covering Colorado. That was my first time out there in Boulder. You would have thought it was like the Georgia spring game. Like it was sold out. It was snowing, which yeah. as a Californian, I was not ready for, um, cause <laughs> what we- my weather app lied to me. I'm just going to put that out there, but it was snowing. The fans were all out in full support and it was pretty rowdy. So the fans are very much bought in. Um, I feel like that's a tough question to answer. Cause I feel like their expectations might be more than what I would expect. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. Kev, I, d- I did
0: listen to uh, your show this morning it, leading up to this show, and I know that you talked about kind of the hit piece, uh, we'll call it, on the offensive line and defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, with Dion coming in, and obviously he's done it a different way, and a lot of pe- it's ruffled people, ruffles people's feathers the wrong way that are more of the traditionalist build your roster freshmen, sophomores. But I mean that in 2023, I mean, with the transfer portal and NIL, that's just not legitimate. What is your biggest concern of where this team maybe could go under that win total, where maybe this does become a complete train wreck. I, I don't think it's going to be a complete train wreck. Like some people are already dancing on his grave, but what, what would be if, they are to completely implode. What would be the reason?
3: Yeah, uh, I think the offense line, I thought, so part of the hit piece, which you're talking about was uh, Tom bill I believe is how yeah. you say it, from ESPN. Yep. Um, my only, like, kind of, I don't want to say beef with it, my only quarrel with his, his take is that it feels like people, when it comes to Deion Sanders, they either want to be extremely, like, he's going to win a championship, or they want to be, like, he's going to fail miserably and be the worst thing ever. Um, I don't think there's a middle ground, which is kind of the unfortunate part for the team and for the players Uh, i think realistically we're kind of losing track of what can actually happen is the players can have these unrealistic expectations whatever it may be um but the offensive line is my biggest concern um i went through their pff grades from last year which analytics are kind of a crutch for me i don't like to heavily rely on them um Mm -hmm. but i do like to use them and they didn't really have that many high graders um Their second-highest grader was just deemed ineligible by the NCAA, thanks to their transfer rules, their second-time transfer um, debacle thing, which has been going on. So they have a kind of mix-and-match offensive line group that concerns me. The defensive line, they brought in guys that one of them led Arkansas on sacks. The other one was a key contributor for Florida State. So they have guys with experience on the defensive line. Um, The offensive line, though, is where I am the most concerned, even with the Pac-12 defenses not really being known for being that style. If you can't block for your quarterback, it makes life difficult. So we we have talked a lot, kind of hinted
1: around Coach Prime, but but mm-hmm. specifically on the Coach Prime topic is yeah. he's clearly come in, um, changed the culture for some things. It, you know, maybe a train wreck, some things. Hey, we we may be national champions here coming soon. You know, there's obviously middle ground to, to each of this. You know, he he's cleared out rosters, he's allowed players to have their Twitter handles on the back. He's been like, Hey, if you're fighting we all fight, definitely. Yeah different and Mm. and you know things could play out great things could play out bad you know most likely it'll be somewhere in the middle what are some of his decisions that you really support him in like that that was a great decision coach probably made and maybe some of the decisions where you're like oh i i don't know how i feel about that one we'll see how that plays out
3: yeah i think for one i think the one that everybody's and probably the question that you want me to address too is the cutting people or kind of telling Mm -hmm. the players to hit the portal. Um, Cause he's bringing his luggage and it's Louie um, realistically was that harsh? Yes. But is college football a business and will it forever be a business? Yes. So mm-hmm. if he doesn't win games, he loses his job. Um, the transfer portal is there. And right now it's not really regulated. Like it should be. I think it will be regulated eventually. And um, I think we'll kind of look back. This is the Kenny Pickett fake slide moment. Um, I think Coach <laughs> using the portal in this manner is the equivalent, um, but he's, he's not breaking any rules. Um, it's a business at the same time. If you hear him talk about the team that he inherited, um, he met the team and he went to meet a position group. He didn't say which one. And they were blasting music on a a stereo or boombox or whatever. They had their feet up on the table. They were on their phones, not really acting, I guess, respectful in a manner to a coach who is coming over because your coach got fired because you guys were bad. Um, I saw Colorado players making TikToks about losing last season like it was a joke. And so. I think that's kind of the one where I'm probably against the grain there. I agree that it was necessary. Was it um, nice? No. But is this the business of kindness? Not really. Um, the fighting thing, I think that was another thing blown out of proportion. I think it's just kind of uh, back your teammate up. I don't think he wants them to go mm-hmm. get into brawls every single week <laughs> unless <laughs> unless he does. And I'm totally misreading that. But I don't <laughs> think that's what he wants there. Um I, I don't know. I feel like there's kind of a reason for everything. Um, At the end of the day, when his tenure is said and done, we'll figure out what works and what doesn't. And his whole tenure at Colorado will be a wise tale for years to come.
2: So um, it's funny that you brought up after my first question, some of the, uh, the weird, the weird money that's coming in, a lot of weird money on Colorado. The, yeah. the funniest one that I've seen so far, and I want to get how realistic this take is because I might be kind of on this, but, Derrick Sanders is the the highest liability to win the Heisman (laughs) trophy at 125 to one. There were a few bets that came in at a thousand dollars already on them. So yes. (laughs) How how, are we getting behind that? Are are we sprinkling a couple dollars on that?
3: Uh, So I live in California. Um, Legally, I'm not a betting man. Um, (laughs) Wink, wink. But if I were to bet, um, (laughs) I think of the bets around Colorado, the one I'm most confident in would be the win total three and a half. Uh, The Heisman thing. I mean, all of their bets are going to lose people money, um, whether it's the, the the bookkeepers, FanDuel, whoever it may be. If they succeed, uh, those people are going to lose a lot of money because they're all, twelve, like you said, 12,500 or 10,000 plus to win. So those would be huge if they actually hit, but I think the win total is probably the safest. Um, I think the Heisman, it has to, we what we know about the Heisman is it goes to a quarterback 90% of the time. Um, the only quarterbacks or the only non-quarterbacks to win it since, I think 1991 were three Alabama players. So if you don't play quarterback, you better go to Alabama and play running back or receiver. Um, and then if you're a quarterback on a mediocre team, you better be as electric as Johnny Menzel or Lamar Jackson. So I just don't know if that's what Shader Sanders is. I've never seen him play at this level. I watched him at Jackson state, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> I think that's fair. And, and uh, Sanders, uh, Dion Sun will be playing for Sean Lewis. And, and we're, we do a segment at the end of the show, where we're going to talk Kent State and Central Florida. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why UCF is a 37, 38-point favorite. That's because Sean Lewis left Kent State, came over to be the offensive coordinator at Colorado. So I'm going to put you right to the spot here before we let you get out of here. I know you're a busy man, Kevin. Um, final score prediction for Saturday, big noon kickoff. Colorado's welcome back to the Big 12 a away. Ah. So game prediction and season prediction.
3: Okay. Um, I've actually not done a game prediction for this yet. So this is the first one. Um, like I'm it's, the first guest here. Uh, I think I feel like Colorado is going to cover and you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, but TCU, um, they're replacing a lot as well. Obviously they have more continuity coming off a, a championship appearance. Um, but I assume, I think Colorado can keep it within 20. Um, so I'll, I'm really bad at scores. I'll go, I would say like 35 to 21 would be my guess. Um, I I'm think doing the math. I think that's <laughs> fourteen. That's 14. fourteen. We should be good. <laughs> no, I'm I was doing the math on the over/under. Sorry, <laughs> go no, ahead. Good. And so, I think it's going to be yeah. a, an offensive game. Um, I think Colorado's. We're just going to see what they kind of are. We don't really know what they are. I went to the spring game, like I mentioned earlier, and I would say about 60% of the players that I saw in person are no longer on the team. So it's a very different team. Um, this is our first time seeing them play against someone else. And so that would be my guess. Um, I think TCU is going to have a little more continuity and a little more, uh, I guess, advantage, if you will. But they do. Colorado does have the advantage of not being together at all. So there's no film to go off of. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and how about your final season prediction? We get to what? uh, After December, they play their first 12 games with Coach Prime. What is their final record, and do they get over three and a half?
3: Uh, I think they get over three and a half. I think their record will probably be five and seven or on the high end six and six. Um, I don't, I don't want to be like nine wins or anything crazy. Um, like The, bet- the betters out there, I mean, if they got money to burn, they could send some over to the Kevin Borba Foundation. We're always <laughs> taking money. But, uh, yeah, I would probably go five and seven, feel safe.
0: <laughs> I, I like it. Never as good as it seems, never as bad as it seems. Just to verify, for uh for Kevin's prediction on the Colorado opener at TCU, mm-hmm. which would be Colorado Covers and the under. Those watching on YouTube.com slash The College Experience. See, the over-under is set at 63 and 63.5, so anticipating some points on Saturday. Hey, everybody, get over there and subscribe and, and follow all Kevin's good work on Locked On Buffs. You got anything else you want to plug here, Kevin, before we let you get out of here?
3: Yeah, I cover the entire Pac-12 for Athlon, so go check me out there. Um, I'm kind of covering what will be the last run of the Pac-12. yeah. <laughs> Um, for the Pac-12, which was my actual first employer out of grad school. So unfortunate for the Pac-12 and all the people that will lose their jobs, but go check out my work, and uh, we'll be covering this great season along the way. It's finally football. (laughs) Amen, Kevin. And once
0: again, welcome to the Big 12, or welcome Welcome. once again to the Big 12, and (laughs) we look forward to having you on in the future. Uh, Good luck to uh, the Colorado Buffaloes and Coach Prime, and glad to have you back in the Big 12. We will uh, see you later. Thank you, Kev. See you, Kev. All righty, everybody. Yeah, make sure you get over there and subscribe to uh, Locked On Locked On Buffs. Great channel. Talking coach or year one of Coach Prime. Uh, Back and back, got the Buffaloes coming back to the Big Twelve. Before we get to the TCU Horn Frog side of things, I got to get us paid one more time because we got to talk about underdog fantasy. August is almost over, and you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get a championship team ready uh, by getting over there. Best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is snake draft it, and, hey, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it. I, I forget to set my lineup half the week so Underdog can do the work for you. Underdog does it all for you. Try it out with the Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest up to 15 million dollars in prizes including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner do you have what it takes to win it all get over there and prove it at underdog fantasy the time is now the last day for you to do your fantasy football team is september the 7th so just over a week that is visit uh underdogfantasy.com and find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code sgpn to get a first deposit doubled up to one hundred dollars that's the underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Um, uh, Troy, any specific underdog plays that you like prop wise in week number one? I know we've kind of teased some Dylan Gabriel or not? Di- yeah, I Dylan Gabriel. I mean, you've teased that one too. So um, I've definitely teased a little bit Dylan Gabriel,
2: and with Arkansas State coming into town, I think. I mean, whatever they put up out there, unless unless they only let him play a quarter and a half or something like that, which I highly doubt They're You know, we talk about they're going to be going for the Heisman. I think any any kind of yardage props for Dylan Gabriel, both through the air and on the ground, maybe even put them together. A couple of touchdowns. I think Dylan Gabriel is going to be a pretty safe uh, statistical complier this week.
0: You heard it right there. Get over there. Bet some Dylan Gabriel props. And, hey, if you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience talking game of the week. Colorado Buffaloes, TCU Horned Frogs. Uh, just had Kevin on from the Colorado side of things, which means let's talk some TCU Horn Frogs fresh off a runner-up in the national championship and couldn't think of a better guy to bring on than J.D. Sailors. From the Lefty Drinking Club in Fort Worth, get over there and subscribe and like their channel and listen to all the good stuff they got going. JD, welcome to the Big 12 of College Experience. Uh, looking forward to many fun years with the TCU Horn Frogs. Hell of a year last year. How you doing, man?
4: Yeah, hey fellas, uh, happy to be on. I can think of probably a dozen other guys that are better to have on, but you know, proud to be on nonetheless. <laughs>
1: JD, we're happy to have you you're, 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 <laughs> you're, you're being, you're being nice. No, it's great. It's great that you're on. Another thing that was great was TCU last year, um, yeah. had a very unexpected season, unexpected success. It was awesome to see. They did a good job in the big 12. Um, however, this year, of course, because of that success, they now have a target on their backs. They're going to get everyone's best shot. How, and why does TCU continue their success this year?
4: Yeah, I think it starts with the culture that Sonny Dykes has built, you know, coming from Gary Patterson and everything he did great at TCU. You know, he's a legend. He has a statue on campus. But Sonny Dykes and his staff has really ushered in this this culture of continuity and really just kind of staying in with them within themselves and not really worrying about what's going on on the outside. Um, You know, they. They return a lot of talent and they bring in a lot of talent, but I think Sonny Dykes is the main reason why they can continue success.
2: I um I kind of want to expand on that almost specifically a little bit, but Sonny Dykes went out of his way to go get Kendall Bryles and bring him in for this offense. Yeah, how about have you have you heard any kind of, you know, Morris and Kendall Bryles rumors? Has has they have they been hyped up from any of the practices and whatnot? Do they seem to really like this offense?
4: Yeah, all reports out of practice have been extremely positive with the offense. Um, They're learning the system quickly, and Chandler Morris is getting rid of the ball quick, making plays. He's very, very on target. They're not relying on him to run a lot, which is big given his injury history. But, yeah, he's spreading the ball around. All the receivers are making plays. Um, You know, the defense is doing their thing too. But, yeah, all the reports have been extremely positive out of camp.
0: So, J.D., we 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 could talk about uh, how much you guys won all those close games. I think everybody just kept calling yep. you a fluke. And then I think you really shut them up when you beat Michigan in that BS Bowl, which was absolutely fantastic for the Big 12, uh, especially with this expansion where everybody just wants to focus on this the SEC and Big 10 nonstop. Mm-hmm. It was good to see that the Big 12 could compete at that level. And it, 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 we we got good teams in this league, and TCU proved it. And not only in football for you guys. I saw that you guys had uh, your athletic director on, Jeremiah Donati. seems yeah. like a great guy. I know uh, our host over at the College Football Experience and, and College Basketball Experience, Colby Dant, went to high school with him. Talk about just the culture of TCU now. We mentioned it. Texas and Oklahoma are going out. Somebody is right there to, to grasp this league by the horns and really be the face of, face of the the Big 12 going forward. You guys are really good in football, Sonny Dykes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys were in the College uh, Baseball World Series, and Jamie Dixon's a hell of a basketball coach. To be honest, you guys were the best athletic department, top to bottom, in my opinion, last year. Just speak to the TCU athletic department as a whole going forward, and can they be the premier program in Fort Worth and in the Big 12?
4: Yeah, so I I personally have a theory when it comes to athletic programs that the main thing you need to do to be successful is have an administration and a fan base that really buys in. You know, I see, I see a lot of programs, you know, they might invest in football, but they don't really care about their basketball and baseball programs. What's really cool about TCU is they've made a dedicated effort to be good in every sport and not just the top three, but you know, women's soccer, you know, volleyball's coming on strong. We have national champions and rifle, you know, it's not just the big three that they invest in. They really make it an overall athletic department culture being great. So I think given our resources and our dedication, we were, we have as good a chance as any other program in the big 12, you know, to, to be that top dog year in and year out.
1: Let's talk about Chandler Morris a little bit because he was the starter last year in this game. Specifically, Mm -hmm. he goes down, Duggan comes in has obviously, we've already talked about an unbelievable season, the backup quarterback for the chargers now. So, he, he starts same opponent this year. This can definitely be the game for him to kind of get over that mental hump, especially yeah. where he left yeah. things last year. But I also think, you know, you sit out a year, you're able to mature a little more. Your body heals up. You, you kind of start to figure things out and maybe figure out your place for things going forward. What do you personally expect uh, from Chandler Morris this season coming up?
4: Yeah. um, Chandler, it's real interesting. I think a lot of people do forget that he was the starter last year before getting hurt. And even in that Colorado game um, before he got injured, yeah, he had a slow first half, but that third quarter, he was starting to loosen up starting to make some plays. So it was a shame he got hurt. You know, Max made the most of it, but for Chandler specifically, you know, he's he's talked a lot in interviews about learning from Jalen hurts after he lost his job to Tua and just how he handled that situation. Now Chandler, he doesn't make it a secret that it was really hard for him to not get back in the lineup, even though he was obviously cheering for Max. They had a great relationship, but it was very hard for him. So I think, you know, he's going to be as motivated as anyone in the country to have a good year. But I think the coaches will do a good job of, you know, trying to keep him focused and not trying to do too much and rely on all of his weapons. Cause he has a ton. I mean, our skill positions are crazy deep. So I think, you know, Chandler spreads the ball around. He's, he's extremely accurate. Uh, makes good decisions. I think he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the country.
2: I, um, I wanted to ask specifically about this Colorado matchup uh, and hopefully it's not, the answer is not Chandler Morris, but I wanted to know who you think uh, uh, probably deeper than the QB is going to be the real X factor of this, this TCU Colorado game.
4: Yeah. So that's a great question because when people talk about how much TCU has lost, they did, they lost a lot of guys to the NFL. Like, Quentin Johnston and Darius Davis, we lost a lot of top end star talent, but overall I think the roster is deeper and as athletic or more athletic than any team we've ever had. So I think it's just going to be, you know, one, it might be John Paul Richardson one week and then Jojo Earl the next week, you know, until somebody really emerges as the top dog, we're kind of in wait, wait and see mode, but I'll tell you one guy that I'm personally really excited about is our tight end, Jared Wiley. Bringing in Kendall Bryles, he loves to throw to tight ends, where historically TCU would use tight ends mostly in blocking. But I think mm-hmm. they're going to get uh, – Jared Wiley 6'7". I mean, just a beast of a guy. He came over from Texas last year. Uh, he had some moments where he made some great plays, but mostly had to stay in and block. But I think Kendall Bryles is really going to get him out on those seam routes, and he's going to be a big, big target for us.
0: And J.D., you mentioned it. I, I like this TCU team go uh, coming into the opener. I know that a lot of people are screaming, hey, this is the regression team. They won all these closed yeah. games. But that's also – I think that's also a skill set and, more importantly, a culture uh, of finding a way to win games. We see so many teams lose these games. I got the schedule pulled up right, right to uh, my yep. left here. And when we previewed you guys – one of the things we talked about, they got to get off to a fast start because that schedule at the back end at K state at Texas tech, you're going to be Texas. Uh, so that's a win. chocolate. <laughs> up. Then you got Baylor and then you got Oklahoma at right. the end. Uh, I'll put you right to the fire. Cause I know you're busy, man. And we're going to let you get out of here. But what's your first, what's your prediction on Saturday score? Everybody sees the, the betting odds at the bottom. TCU's lane 20 and a half over mm-hmm. under set at 63 and a half. And second, Do you think they get off to a fast start season-wise and then finish strong? What's your final season prediction as well as the Colorado? So a little micro-macro predictions here.
4: All right. If I forget one of the elements of those questions, just remind me. But we'll start with – Sorry, I rambled there. No, you're good. We'll start with the Colorado game itself. So the way I'm looking at this is – Colorado is coming in. I I don't know how much depth they have. I don't think anybody really knows a whole lot, but I'm going to work under the assumption that they have some skill at the top. They have Shador, they have Travis Hunter, they have uh, Jimmy Horn Jr. They have some skilled guys. So I think they will make plays. They'll score a few points, but I think as the game goes on, I think depth and something that not a lot of people are talking about is the heat. It's going to be yeah. in the hundreds on Saturday. Colorado's practicing from what I've seen indoors or outside in 80 degree weather. That mixed with a lack of depth, I think this could be a pretty ugly second half for Colorado. So let's say 21-10 at half. You know, TCU kind of you know evolving into the game under a new offensive coordinator. Colorado keeping it close with a lot of energy and then just them running out of gas in the second half. So I'll say 42-17 final. For TCU, I think they cover, but mostly I, in the second half.
0: I like it. So an under and a TCU sense. cover.
4: Yep. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I'm. Oh, it's what I'm going to bet. Um, let's see. Your second part of the question was TCU getting off to a fast start. Yeah, I think even if, even if you're watching the TCU games and thinking, ah, they're a little sloppy here at times in the games, I think their schedule is easy enough in those first seven games that they don't have to play their best football and still be seven and zero. Until they get to, and I like how the schedule sets up because I think they'll they they have a late bye week where TCU schedules in the past seems like we always have a bye week in like week three. So like last year we got to the conference championship game and everybody's gassed because we were playing like our ninth straight game or something. So we have a late bye week before we go to Tech on that Thursday night. And yeah, I I think um, I have TCU going ten and two. I actually have losses against Texas. Yeah, Yeah, I I have us losing to Texas this year. I I really, really like Texas' team. And then I have a loss at K State because mostly I'm emotionally bracing for it because I can't (laughs) stay. So I'm just going to go ahead and brace for that loss. And then I have TCU beating Texas in the conference championship game.
0: So get it. So, so getting their revenge. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
4: like K State did to us last year.
0: I like it, and I you, think... you answered answered the question. If they do go ten and two, you got them going to Dallas and and getting back to the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I
4: think it's going to be a real top heavy um, conference. So I think it'll be like a tiebreaker with case uh, with um, what did I have tiebreaker with OU and Texas
0: Tech. at seven okay. and two. Troy, did you have anything for JD before we let him go?
2: Yeah, I was going to say I think we should look at a, a like a Wiley anytime touchdown prop here, maybe against yes. Colorado especially yep. with their 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 cornerbacks and whatnot. They might just let him run wild right down the middle of the field.
4: Yeah, and keep an eye on uh, Imani <laughs> Bailey over yards. I think he'll be the starting back, and I think we match up really, really well with their front four, with our
0: O-line. Mm-hmm. So I like that play too. Nice. Right. I like it. I like it, JD. Go ahead, Rush. I, I know you. La-
1: last here. thing is, JD. I'll 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 make a deal with you. Instead of losing to Texas in the regular season, why don't you beat them and lose to West Virginia? How I does can't that, do well, that well,
4: well, because no, <laughs> I'm a season ticket holder. We got to win the home. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or
1: not, West Virginia actually
0: usually does well in Fort Worth. That's, Y'all do, yeah. Really so. Did.
4: Even when we have a strong squad, you play us tough.
0: Yeah. F- but- FYI, I had the plus seven last year when Duggan had the garbage time touchdown on 14. I it want just, that so much. That I broke not- I, I brought There might have been something broken in my house. So, yeah. That- <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but, yeah, guys, uh, get over there, subscribe. Uh, like listen to those guys over there at the Lupton Beers. Uh, JD Sailors, they're doing great content. They just had the fucking athletic director on. I mean, yes, that's that big time, so, yeah. So, I mean, they know what they're talking about, and I can't wait to get down to Fort Worth once again. I, it's one of my favorite Big 12 college towns in the Big 12. JD, thank you for coming on the Big 12 College Experience, and can't thanks, wait to me, have you. you back.
4: Yeah, thanks, fellas. Love to do it anytime. Sweet, we'll talk cheers, to you, brother. Soon. All right.
0: cheers. See you, JD. J.D. Sailors from the Lupton uh, Drinking Club at Lupton Beers. Fantastic. Those guys are doing great work. And, yeah, go ahead, get over there and subscribe. Uh, all right, so we kind of – we that was our game of the week, and we're going to be doing that every single Tuesday on the show. And we will announce our game of the week, kind of like game day does. We'll announce it Saturday night. We already got it picked out, or we think we got it picked out. You guys can go look. There's actually multiple candidates. Um, there's three.
3: I mean Tech Texas Oregon. and Alabama.
0: Yeah, Texas, Alabama. You got Oregon, Texas Tech, uh, and you got Baylor and Utah. Utah. It, it may be one of those three A. Hey, it might be somebody else. It might be West Virginia, Duquesne. Just kidding. It will not be that. I can <laughs> guarantee you that. um West Virginia might be week three. Wink, wink. For uh, the, for wonder uh, Yeah, each shit pit. But uh, hey, let's let's dive into week number one. So we kind of touched on it. Uh. with with the betting odds uh, on TCU, Colorado, that's a bigger spread, 20 and a half. And by the way, everybody, we will pick all our games Thursday, um, Thursday night on our show at six o'clock, same time. So set your calendar, set your reminders. If you're like me, you'll forget anything you forget. I don't know my ass from my elbow. So yeah, get over there, set your reminders. Let's uh, we got one game tomorrow night, but let's dive through the rest of the schedule. Uh, First up. Friday night, we do have a game. It is seven o'clock in the Big 12, seven Eastern, six Central. Missouri State at Kansas under the lights. Uh, the headline I'm looking at here is J- Jalen Daniels and, and and Lance Leipold. I mean, they're starting off. The, we're talking about the high camp, uh, Heisman campaign. R- or Troy and I have talked about it. He's 100 to 1. This is a kind of game where you got to st- uh, pad your stats. So there's no lines out on these games, but stay tuned. Uh, Hopefully, we have that on Thursday. If not, get over there to our picks page on SGPN, where we'll give out every single Big 12 game and more. Uh, The other FCS, FBS game, or one of many that we have, uh, the Battle of Iowa. We got the Northern Iowa Panthers going to Ames and Rush. I will let you give a little storyline, a little nugget headed into this game, my man. Yeah,
1: so Saturday in Ames at 2 o'clock. Um, obviously that everything's going on at uh, Iowa State in the past month, like we said, throughout those uh, prediction shows that me and Colby did uh, throughout this one's prediction show, obviously a lot broke recently with uh, uh, Iowa State. And I think because of that, the storyline here is Northern Iowa has a really good chance of winning this game. In mm-hmm. addition, kind of on the other side of things though that something that does help Iowa State is their, I think offensive line coach. Was uh, Northern Iowa's offensive coordinator last season, so a little little uh, coaching switch over there. So might might help Iowa State, but hey, look out if you if you're looking for some underdogs as we talked about early in the show, look out for Northern Iowa.
0: Yeah, no, I mean they've given them fits and aims. So uh, next up in our FCS FBS game, we got the nope. Colonels uh, from from Eastern Kentucky, out of Richmond, Kentucky, going up uh, from Kentucky to Cincinnati. Some say cincinnati's in kentucky well stay tuned we may talk about that here a little bit uh uh rush back to you uh you've been talking about a little cincinnati bearcat action what we got coming into this week with cincinnati getting pit on deck
1: so i think there's a lot of questions with cincinnati right their quarterback their coach like what is this cincinnati team going to be this year and what's their identity so i think for this game for cincinnati especially being home getting getting the the crowd involved um is, is can they build some momentum? Can they work on their fundamentals? Can they figure themselves out just in time to take them as they play pit the following week and what will be obviously a big game for, for Cincinnati? So kind of just establishing some momentum
0: right off the bat for them. Please, please, Cincinnati, win uh, week two. Please. So, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see the Satterfield, Emory Jones era. Uh, real quick, uh, we got – oh, this is going to be a blunt bath. <laughs> Cimo, out of the OVC, they went to the NCAA tournament on that buzzer beater. They won the Ohio, Ohio <laughs> Valley. Troy's got them going 12-0. and I got them going 11-1. Hell, if they lose this one, both of those predictions are out the window, but they're not going to. All five offensive linemen back, uh, Will Howard, Uh, This is going to be quick work. They're going to be up multiple scores at halftime. They may get a little conservative like K-State. They don't really beat teams by 70, but this is going to be a beatdown. Speaking of beatdowns, I think this one will be a beatdown because our guy is leading it off in his Big 12 campaign. There he is, Coach Gundy (laughs) in the opener. Troy. Talk about some Oklahoma State Cowboys headed into this matchup.
2: The uh, the one little nugget I have from this game is the last time that Oklahoma State has lost to somebody that wasn't in uh, uh, either 1A or now FBS was in 1943 to Norman Air Station, 20, 20 to nothing. So, so just you, keep that in mind. I don't well, think, that was
1: during World War
2: II, too, and you had a
1: bunch yeah. of – all the athletes were in the – I bet, Army I bet won that was just – That was champions. Oklahoma.
2: Yeah. Like, that was yeah. just what Oklahoma would have had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just got their 100%. ass whooped. Yeah, by themselves. It was – yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
2: uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not thinking too much about Central Arkansas. This one should probably be kind of a bloodbath, too, and Gundy does like to run up the score, so maybe look for some <laughs> points in this one. Hey, if
1: it's yeah, one of right, the
0: He's got to send a message to those sorry asses in Norman and Austin. Let's go. Gundy. I got you, man. 40 to one. Uh, all right. Let's from one bedlam member to the other, uh, kind of a low total here with the spread Oklahoma laying 35 as of right now, over under 58 and a half. Troy, how about your Sooners headed into uh, the opener? I mean, talk about a tough schedule here.
2: Uh, I mean, what a rough first game. I was going <laughs> to talk about, uh, the Butchman special going on down here in Arkansas state. Uh, Five wins in his first two years, Um, three of those five were against FBS teams, two of them were ULM and one of them was a UMass team that went one and 11 last year. So um, yeah, again, uh, just really starting out rough here for Oklahoma.
0: Oh, man, they're, they're getting ready for Big 12 play. You know, hey, they're getting ready for the SEC because the SEC is used to playing Austin P, UT, Martin, you fucking name it. Uh, from one SEC member to the next, oh, get over there and bet this. JT <laughs> Daniels getting 35 and a half in Austin. Look ahead to Alabama over under 59. Troy, what are we looking for with uh the horns down crew? <sighs>
2: I don't know. I mean, 35 is a pretty big number. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, especially with the running clock. Take the, we got a, we got to congratulate rice on making a bowl last year. Way to go rice. Um, yes, maybe, maybe close your eyes for this one.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's fucked up. But yeah. Hey, yeah. Get over there. Eat some rice. Uh, we'll be cheering you on Hoo hoo, the owls are going to Austin. Uh, we'll let you know what the money line is on Thursday's show um okay so this one actually you could argue is probably the most underrated matchup of week one not only in the big 12 but in the country because this game last year utsa should have won the game outright the Roadrunners, uh houston i think won a triple overtime one on the two-point conversion off dana the red bull he found a way to squeeze out that a lot of turnover here in houston uh rush what do you think what, what are you thinking about with these houston cougars and UTSA Roadrunners in the rematch here kind of kind of stinks that uh, or kind of reeks from Vegas that UTSA is favored. I know it. It's it almost is makes it me telling want to go us Houston. something. And yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying is I think. Hell, watch they'll win by one point. That that's what that's telling me by by that number. But hey, we I'm I'm not big on Houston this year. Uh, I have concerns about Dana, our former coach, of course. But I this is this is a big monkey he needs to get off his back. Is it, it starts for Houston week one right away? UTSA is not, as we saw last year, not a team to really mess with.
0: Completely agree. I mean, they got Frank Harris back, they got I mean, their old is man
2: gonna win this game.
0: I kind of agree with it, and <laughs> it's I it's gonna be like I, a point.
2: And I maybe, had Houston maybe. at five
0: and seven, but I did have him losing a, one non con. This could be it, but yeah, man, rush Uh, by the way, Houston opened up as a one point favorite and it's flipped, so that kind of sell so a lot of money coming in on uh the beat meep the road meet, runners. Meet, meet. Yep, uh, from one Texas school to another. Let's go to Wacko Waco Troy. Mm. Your Baylor Bears, uh, I guess we could say it's Rush's Baylor Bears too because Rush gave out them in his future. Uh, go check out our prediction show. I think Rush had them at 18 to 1 to win the Big 12. Rush's dark horse, uh, yeah, it is the dark horse, and they're starting off their dark horse against another mm. Texas school, Texas State, the Bobcats what's the headline for uh, these bears headed into week one with the look ahead next week on deck?
2: Um, Well, again, the, the look ahead and the fact that this one is, is down in that 27 and a half spread instead of that 31 to 35 spread. It's got a little bit more points on that over under because Texas state gets TJ Finley. Uh, Yeah. And, and, and JG Kenny was the incarnate word coach last year, best FCS offense, uh, I think this one, I don't know if it's going to be a close game, but I sure expect this over, even at 62, to just get annihilated.
0: Yeah, I, I, especially with the hot with, week with one the,
2: kinks, how hot yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a few missed tackles that lead straight to TDs on both ends. It's a lot of cramping.
0: Yeah. yeah. Especially in these Texas games. I mean, J.D. talked about it at TCU. It's going to be like 100 degrees on Saturday. Um, So we'll see how Colorado's depth holds up. I know we already did that preview, but we'll do it again on Thursday. All righty here. Here we go. Prime time on Mm. NBC. Uh, The Big Ten opener on NBC. What the fuck? This is disrespectful. (laughs) I mean, get the hell out of here. Uh, Penn State's really, really good. But come on, I mean, 20 and a half. Are, so Mountaineers, uh, we'll talk in depth about how the Mountaineers can stay in this game. But I think it's gone a little too far. Rush, uh, we do the Ryan and Rush show where we talk West Virginia sports. 20 and a half, is that a little too disrespectful to Neil Brown and the Mountaineers who have their whole offensive line back and the running back core?
1: Of course it is, but you know everyone uh, gawks and fawns over Penn State to start the year every year. It seems like they're always six or seven to lead off, and then they tumble down and try to work their way back up. I think the big one nugget or point, especially from the West Virginia side of things, is make this a moral victory. I know some people think that's loser talk, but give yourself something to build off of, get right against Duquesne, and take that right into pit. So it's, it's just... If, if at a minimum, if you're West Virginia, lose by ten or less,
0: oh, they better cover this. No, they I, will. Uh, they will. I'm yeah.
1: very confident that they'll cover this. Me too.
2: I was gonna say uh, the angle for me on this one is all the hype on Drew Aller, and he's got to play his first game at home. Any any early slip ups could lead to some crowd murmuring or some awkward silence times. I kind of like it when the when the super-hyped guys have to go on the road for the first week and can kind of, like, pull together with their teammates and not really give up and be prepared to deal with a crowd. I don't know. A few slip-ups, and, you know, they're not getting to that 20 and a half because I don't think no matter what kind of quarterback Penn State gets, they're not going to go out there and score, you know, 45 points a game.
0: This is going to be a one-possession game. I'm marking it down I, right I think this, so, this too. This is a one-possession really game. Do. Especially we saw with Week Zero of these games – with Hawaii and Vanderbilt, these dogs are keeping it closer because of the shortened games. You're limiting about six, seven minutes of a whole half a quarter. West Virginia is going to do it on steroids because they're going to run the ever living shit out of the football and and try to out out uh, time of possession. Penn State forty to twenty. Drew Aller, you mentioned it. I mean, first time under bright lights. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll, we'll preview that one in depth on Thursday. But yeah, you kind of know where we're leaning. All right. Speaking of same time, this is the CBS primetime game, which I think is absolutely fantastic because the Red Raiders. Speaking of hype, they're getting a lot of hype, rightfully so with the way they finish. Got to go to Laramie, laying fourteen with Oregon on deck. Rush, is this a little bit inflated as well? Yeah, I, I, this, this
1: isn't. I, I have a chance to amend it. You're right. Cowboys. This, <laughs> this, this stinks. And I, fourteen I is disrespectful. I, yeah. I might be sprinkling sprinkling some on the money line for this game for Wyoming. This is this is one of those games I, I I couldn't agree more.
2: I like the biggest Texas Tech hype man in here that's talking about sprinkling on the Wyoming money line. Let's oh, go. I remember
1: my pre? <laughs> <Let's> no, <go. laughs> <I> remember <laughs> my <laughs>
0: preview? It's like lost lose to Wyoming, win the rest of them. Right, by the way, everybody, before Texas Tech fans, you kill Rush. He picked you to go ten and two and win the Big yeah. uh, Big Twelve. Or not lose win, to Baylor. get to the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, but this is a scary spot, man. Elevation in September. We're talking about cramping. Who knows? You get up there in Wyoming, those dead bodies from Yellowstone start flying around. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? That's a trap spot. We'll talk about that on Thursday. And speaking of elevation, not a lot of drugs and alcohol in here because the Mormons, the yeah. Mormons are taking on Sam Houston in their first game of the FBS in Conference USA. Rush, what do you think of uh, your Mormons? Uh, Keaton Slovis, fuck that guy, but that, what do you think?
1: Uh, so I think this could be a cover by Sam Houston. You'll get my official predictions again on Thursday. Sam Houston, we saw it last year at JMU. It's, they, they take a step into the FBS. You know, you get ranked 25th. Sam Houston did really well in the FCS. I mean, they, they beat JMU. In in the past, so I know the elevation. uh, So I got to think about this game a little more in terms of which way I'm going. But they have absolutely every chance in the world to cover this game from the BYU side of things. Jay Hill, their new defensive coordinator. What are those defensive schemes going to look like? What are they going to draw up? BYU kind of has that history being the quarterback factory, right? Always relying on that offense to get things done. Hey, it's Mm -hmm. now the defense's turn to to take that step up. So. Curious what he comes up with. It may be where they take the first two weeks, kind of figure out the kinks before they go to Arkansas. So, another reason why Sam Houston might cover this game. But I
0: will give my official predictions on Thursday. Love it. Love the tease. And that transitions us into our first game that we're going to pick. Finally, mm. we're picking some fucking games. No more of this preview. I've given out long shots. There's no more long shots. Straight game spreads Thursday night at the Bounce House. Here we go. We got Kent State, the very Golden Flashes. Uh, may I add a little pun at UCF here, taking on UCF, the very Golden Knights. Over/under set at fifty-five and a half. UCS laying thirty-six and a half. It opened at thirty-four and a half, so been bet up. Ah, man, I, this is a lot of points with the with 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 it the shortened games. Nope. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the points. UCF wins by thirty-five. So that's my first pick. Uh, Troy, where are you going for your first pick here in Big I, 12 uh, season?
1: I got to get a certain I, guess, by the way.
2: Yes, go. <laughs> I um, I was going to tell you right before we started the show that it was already down to 37 from 37 and a half when you had messaged saw the lines earlier. And then I saw it was down to 36 and a half, no more than two or three minutes later. Um, if like If I had to pick the points, I still think UCF finds a way to cover. But yeah. uh, be if there's one if there's one thing I'm betting on, it's that over uh, that that 55 and a half. I mean, Gus is gonna want to go as fast as humanly fucking possible. So that that over with the heat, maybe UCF tires himself out and gives up a couple of points, and we get that over covered or something. But I'm looking at that thinking Gus Malzahn's gonna torch it.
0: Yeah. Well, and the reason why everybody's like, man, I thought Kent state had a good program, but, uh, Sean Lewis leaves, uh, goes over to Colorado, which we talked about in our game of game of the week. Kenny Burns first year at Kent state. Uh, he was the running backs coach, a slash offensive coordinator from 19 to 22. So, I mean, he's been in the system, so they're probably going to play faster. It's going to be a lot of points. I like your angle with the over, uh, that probably would be my most favorite play because I, I mean, 36 and a half, I don't really have a good feel. Rush, I will give it to you for your picks So, Troy, you're laying the 36 and a half, correct?
2: Yes, I'll I'll take them to cover still. Hopefully it gets down to 35 before
0: before it kicks off. Okay, but this is no means a lock for either of us. No, no, no. Rush, hand it to you, and after you give out your pick, you are going to introduce us to our fourth member who will be joining us each and every week to uh, pick every game, and I think the audience is going to enjoy this one.
1: Absolutely. So I'll go first. Uh, I I think this game is a 42 to 10. So I guess I'm technically on the under, not a lock yeah. by any means. But I am taking Kent State with the points. It is a lot of points. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think UCF, this, I think it's a great way to start their their Big 12 play. Well, I guess being in the Big 12, their first game, it's not official Big 12 Thursday night. This is a perfect atmosphere for UCF. And hey, looking forward to them playing. And I know we joke around with the very golden shiny nights, but hey, we 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 love their fan base. And so they're so grateful and glad they're part of the Big 12 now. Um, and let me make a quick introduction to the fourth co-host that'll be around us for our picks. Uh, this is the former president of the United States, Mr. John F. Kennedy here on the 50 cent piece. Um, Kennedy, as we all know, was was a horny president, you know, built secret passageways for Marilyn Monroe to get into. I mean, the guy the guy just loves women. Lo- loves what? Lo- yeah, he just loves them. So Likes a little mud on his turtle. Oh, well, yeah. You know, it happens. It happens. <laughs> so uh, for for what well, we're going to do it in like the order. Obviously, they show the away team first and then the home team. So uh, heads is the away team. So so road head. He either right wants head. roadhead or or tail at home. Tail at so, home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, roadhead or tail at home. So we'll we'll see how Mister Kennedy is feeling here. And he he is going with with Kent State as well. He he wants
0: he wants some uh some some roadhead. He wants it down a little roadhead at the bounce house. Yes, he does. Hey, he knows what the hell he's talking about. I, he ain't I, he's not hanging out in freaking Kent, Ohio. He's going I, down there to the bounce house. Some uh,
1: bouncing going on in the car with Mister
0: Kennedy. <laughs> Uh, by the way so the ironic thing about the kennedy coin is we we did this uh last year started doing this sometimes it's the simplest flip a coin so we'll see if uh me rambling rush and the big 12 guru troy tuning can uh out mr kennedy on sometimes just a 50 50 split so we'll see yeah. if we can beat him in the season picks or it, re- it will really be embarrassing if kennedy wins the <laughs> wins the pick them this year so uh to recap me, Rush, and Mr. Kennedy, the former president, uh, are all on uh, Kent State in the points. Troy's on an island. He's got uh, UCF at the bounce house laying the points. It it um it it is ironic that that Kennedy is back with, especially because we'll get into the chat here in a minute because we do have former presidents that come in the chat, aka Donny Trump or Vladimir Putin. I know he's not a former president, but uh other ambassadors kind of. they were on the college experience yeah in a way i mean college experience was calling so. the shots right that's what they yeah. said um, um. <laughs> hey that's why we bring in gundy gundy will tell us the fucking truth uh kim Jong hoon will be on so yeah get <laughs> over there break. subscribe we, 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 <laughs> we're we're we're, 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 we're a united show we're, we're we're a global show but before Just we like get here, going to mexico no doubt i'm rambling on uh before we get out of here, and like I said, Thursday we'll, we will go each and every game, pick every game, our favorite locks, uh, money line dogs, maybe get out of money line red Ro- or red robin, money line round robin parlay. First, we got we're we're gonna go behind the scenes here, what we were working on leading up to the show. This is a little tribute or a little trailer headed into a unique year where Texas and Oklahoma are on the way out, the mm-hmm. four newcomers coming in um of ucf cincinnati byu houston this is before we had the arizona schools colorado utah so they didn't make the trailer but they might make it next year hope you guys enjoy gotta do a sequel Uh,
2: cincinnati what are you doing here hey man
0: we're part of the crew now i didn't know we had any big 12 schools in the state of kentucky It's southern Ohio. But at least we can agree on one thing. Yeah, you're right. Eat shit, pit.
2: Hey, Cyclones, hurry up. We got the tea time in 20 minutes. I'm
0: coming. I'm coming. Hey, Rush, are you playing both sides of Farmageddon today? What what do you mean? Look down. Hey, do you want
1: to play something else? you want to go
0: play football or something? Nah. Let's stick to what we're really good at. Oops, good point. Texas and Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, come in. Come on in. Hello, brothers. I would like to share the good gospel of BYU football. Did you know we had a quarterback factory with, like, Steve Young, Jim McMahon, all those guys? How about joining?
2: This
0: guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. We've been around forever in the Big 12. And we tailgated and have a good time, too. Get out of here, BYU. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Bounce house, man. You ever been down to Orlando? Play at the bounce house. How do I do it? Just bounce, man. Let's go. Well, welcome to the Big 12. This is fun. I can get behind this. Let's go Golden Knights.
1: (sighs) Those were some good times. Really enjoyed it being part of that group. A lot of wins, ah, but on to better things ahead.
2: Whoa! trying to tell them. They'll be lucky enough to make the toilet bowl. Whether you're new to the conference or going to leave.
0: Whether you love the game or you're way more interested in making money. Beginning after July 4th, we have you covered for the best damn league in the land. We are the Big 12 College Experience. Hey, aren't we forgetting
3: someone? Yeah.
0: No, I don't think so. Why? Huh. Let's get out of here. <laughs> The the, the, the it's fantastic that the the tow truck was in the background <laughs> of the Texas shirt in the fucking dumpster. Re, so,
2: Repoing him to the yeah. SEC
0: <laughs> couldn't have planned it better. And yes, that was filmed back. That was our summer project while we yeah. were working on all these season previews. Like we got to come up with a little trailer to honor all. Uh, Fourteen members, I guess. And Almost two all. going out. Yeah. We got we gotta do another one. We gotta run it back next year because we got the four corner schools coming from the Pac-12 rush. What was your favorite clip of that? I uh, it my favorite
1: thing was just the whole experience. Like what was funny about that, what people don't recognize, like we all went to high school together, like 12 years ago, from that point. We were doing high school projects in your backyard like that. And here we are, like 30 years old. Yeah, doing the, doing the same, same thing. thing. Just, <laughs> oh, shit, like, no. it, it just shows as, as time changes, things stay the same, man. That was, it was, it was just a blast
2: doing that. Houston, I did like the BYU one. Dude, Houston and Kansas playing basketball is always funny. Yeah. No, <laughs> standing not, out there. You guys want to play something else? Nah.
0: when
1: when you guys are like i'm coming as byu and you're like we've been here way longer like not even talking about the big 12 but just religion hey
0: and and shout out to the chat appreciate you guys being live on this show uh chief brave hawk devils that will be the first and only time i ever ever wear a kansas jayhawk shirt so hope you got some screenshots of that you will not see me with that that shirt on ever again i'm a mountaineer but hey the season is finally here. Previews are done. Thank you, everybody, that's been subscribing. Appreciate the feedback in the uh, inaugural year of the Big 12 College Experience. We will be back Thursday, uh, same time, 6 o'clock. We're going to stick to this time, Tuesday, Thursdays, and then Saturday post-game show after a couple couple cocktails, a couple, mm. couple cold beers, watching college football. I know everybody's fired up. The chat's here. Before we get out of here, Rush, tell everybody where to find you
1: at rambling rush twitter instagram as ryan mentioned earlier we have the ryan and rush show on youtube instagram and twitter as well just hit 1000 subscribers so appreciate all the support some that so far from from here and uh hey go go subscribe if you haven't yet
2: yeah you can always you can always just find me on the x baby find me on the x at troy tuning just t-r-o-y-c-h-e-w-n-i-n-g regular full name no spaces and um yeah i'm ready for i'm ready for uh uh, rice to maybe start the game off like three to nothing and just screenshot that for the rest of the year
0: (laughs) no no doubt let's go rice make sure you close your eyes and hey throw up the x hey we've been going an hour strong and don't forget to let it ride.